Uh, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Glee on the Rocks. I am Emily. And I'm Mandy. And this is part two of our attempt to fulfill our New Year's goals, not resolutions, of being more consistent. Uh, so we'll see. Knock on wood. We're here. Knock on wood. Yeah. And we had a grace period in January. I mean, like, that's obvious, right? I mean. Naturally. No one does anything no. in January, although January was the longest year. <laughs> that is true. So I don't I don't know how that time frame works with that. Um, how's life? Life is life. Yeah, yeah. I g- uh, we, we don't have Mav, but we're going to assume her life is life. Her life well. is I'm sure much more exciting and busier than ours. <laughs> really, really is. But uh, that's okay because that just means we're here to talk to you about Glee. This exactly. show that we watched a decade ago that we haven't let go of yet, yet. No, that's our life. Listen, I am in my 30s and sometimes you just want to watch a trash TV show and then record your thoughts. Oh, on I it. mean, literally, I'm here too. So clearly, I don't disagree. That's true. This is, uh, that is a yes. fact, and, and I get it. Uh, we've made it to the end of season two. This is the finale. I do feel like it has taken about 10 years to get here, but I'm blaming Ryan Murphy on that. I don't yes. have specifics, but it's his fault. Well, it's because they've been talking about nationals in New York. Yeah, since season yeah that's one. very true. So we just took the long BBC route to get there. <laughs> That's a good way of phrasing it. Yeah. A five-year gap between seasons, and now we've arrived, uh, and they're finally. In New York. Well, they're in some version of New York that I've never seen before, but it is New York. Um. So the recap is as follows: As the Glee Club season settles towards the end of the year, the New Directions have finally stepped foot into New York. They prepare to write original songs, but New York pries and distracts them, but eventually gives them more passion. Will struggles to decide whether to choose Broadway or the New Directions. Quinn has hit rock bottom, which, okay. Finn chases after Rachel once more. Rachel decides between New York and choosing Finn, and the New Directions perform at Nationals. This episode was written and directed by Brad Falchuk. It premiered on May 24th, 2011. And uh, it was at the 9 p.m. time slot instead of the regular 8 p.m. because of American Idol, which is also still on somehow. I feel like I should have known that, but I didn't. That it was on later? That, that American, American Idol's still on. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't. How is there anyone left who wants to be famous? Yeah, and like, no one's getting famous from that show anymore, are they? No, okay. not anymore. And really, has anyone ever made it beyond Kelly Clarkson? That like, one... Carrie, Un- Carrie Underwood? That one girl that, like, moved on to do, like, Oscar-winning stuff. Oh, Jennifer, yeah, Jennifer Hudson? Yeah, she's good. Okay, so we have yeah. three out of 400 seasons. Yeah, that's pretty crap odds there. So you guys just keep trying out yeah, there. Just... Your little, your little sparkles. Your Fifteen minutes of fame is more like fifteen seconds, like in a corner with no one really yeah. noticing you. But go for it. Yes, good. You just all right. So Glee. Talk about fifteen yeah. minutes of fame. 
yes, this is the New York episode. The uh, the cast and crew had to journey east to the Big Apple. That was quite an adventure. We packed up the crew and the cast and, and a whole bunch of lights and farm animals and put them on a plane and flew them all the way to the other side of the country and shot an episode in New York City. Um, we did a little bit of research or actually, I guess, remembrance of what the fuck this episode yeah. was about and what happened and all the fun stuff. Um, this was a big deal when this happened because they filmed in New York. It was a, they took the crew, they took the cast, they uh, had to deal with Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> It was kind of crazy. Uh, we were in town about six hours and the mayor showed up. And all of the permits that uh, are required and somehow still made it look like an incredibly clean, people-less version of New York City. So was that, there have... was that something a lot of fans showed up to? Yes. So maybe if we remember, we'll link it, but there is a fabulous Hollywood Reporter article um, that goes like behind the scenes at this thing, at the filming. And it talks about how at a lot of the locations, there were hundreds of fans by the metal barriers, kind of like TRL style mm -hmm. in Times Square. Hi. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. Can they see us? You could literally hear the uproar of the fans once our cast stepped off of, you know, out of base. It was like this crazy chasing of ants that all want the same piece of watermelon or something. And that the crowd control was actually a problem. And if anyone has ever been to New York or lives in New York, crowds are a problem. Okay, so that's, that's the article where they're talking about um, Chris having, like, piece of his costume torn off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It mentions that um, somehow someone got a, a hand in there and uh, tried to take, nearly tore a piece off his costume, um, which isn't weird It also said, uh, I'm scrolling through it now, um, it also says that Darren Chris was there. Yes. So what they did is um, they did a big press conference okay. at um, uh, the Gershwin as like a you know, here we are, friends of the city, promotional thing. But yeah, so for some, do you remember, I'm pretty sure, and this is the research I didn't do. Do you remember the picture of Darren Chris in the Dalton sweater? That's not the school, but it's a oh, Dalton yeah. sweater. And Ryan Murphy is tenderly caressing his yes. face. Yes. I, I my gut tells me that's from this. Okay. I can't confirm, but my fandom gut tells me that that, because there was like a vague remembrance of why the fuck is he even there? He's hardly in the episode and he's certainly mm -hmm. not in New York. I will, I will trust your, if I your am fandom correct, gut. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my fandom memory used to be a fuck of a lot sharper when I was constantly enmeshed mm -hmm. in this. Um, and now it's just like these vague notebook style flashbacks of pain. I was going to say trauma flashbacks. Yeah. They are trauma flashbacks. They really are. Um, yeah. So there was a lot of uh, logistical issues with filming in New York. It cost $6 million Good for God. one episode, which 
doubled their budget from the previous most expensive episode, which was the Sue Sylvester shuffle after the oh, Super yeah. Bowl. And I imagine that a lot of that expense was flying the cast and crew, setting them up in the hotel, uh, which was the same hotel that they filmed Nationals at, the Intercontinental oh, in Times Square. They got, a, they got a deal with the hotel if they just said their name. Because uh, everyone remembers that it was the Intercontinental Absolutely. Hotel in Times Square. They have a great breakfast buffet. They don't. I have no idea. I've never been there. So that plus the permits, because it costs a lot to film here. And the cops hate you for it. Was it worth $6 million? I don't I think so. I would vote no. I'm going to vote that this episode was weird. It, it was it was strange. And I feel like Glee never quite got the hang of like doing finales well. It's always that no. strange vibe of like trying to wrap things up, but also trying to like introduce new things just uh-huh. to like wrap them up the same episode. Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, so they were trying to pick up threat. You know, we're finally at nationals. Let's wrap up um, Finn and yeah. Rachel. <laughs> All I was thinking was Kurt and Blaine because my mind just went. <laughs> Your mind just you know, rejects everything else. That scene at the end, it really does. But you know, Finn and Rachel finally picking a side whether or not they're gonna do the do and who's gonna pick what and Quinn's. Uh, I don't. I mean the. Glee recap here said that uh, Quinn hit her rock bottom, which I guess just means being sad and cutting. Yeah. Is rock bottom different if you're a pretty girl? (laughs) Like. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. Because my rock bottom would probably involve a lot less makeup and a lot more like tank tops that I haven't changed in four days and like sheets that Uh need to be washed. But it's Glee. Yes, like a kicky haircut yeah, doesn't really no. scream rock bottom. Um, <laughs> just imagining them trying to find a reputable hair salon that they can afford. Uh, just went to a bodega. I'm going to enjoy your like so, New York color commentary throughout this. Okay, let me just say, one, Times Square is only that empty at 4 o'clock in the morning. There are no words to describe us... We literally shut down Times Square to film uh, amongst the chaos. It was absolutely insane, the amount of people that came out. We're here to see Glee being filmed. And where are you from? Australia. Tampa, Florida. It was a huge reminder of just how many people um, the show affects on a daily basis. Uh, two, please don't dance down the middle of Central Park. Also, never that empty in the middle of the fucking afternoon. How did they do that? How did they get those horses to do that choreography? Uh, And three, the walk from Lincoln Center to Washington Square Park for dance. No. Interesting, no. (laughs) So the the opening number, the New York, New Mm -hmm. York mashup, they're in Washington Square Park. They're in Times Square, and they are in Central Park um, and Lincoln Center, basically. So they basically traveled all um, around the city? Uh, sort of. Sort of. Like, Lincoln Center and Central Park are close enough to mm. be believable, because Lincoln Center is just right to the west of it. But, uh, 
like I just wanted to see them try to swipe subway cards to get down to Washington Square Park while keeping the choreography and the lip syncing going. That would have made a more interesting dance number. Like, I mean, they're just desperately all trying to catch the train and one of them gets cut off by the doors and and someone else can't sit down because there's mysterious subway goo on the seat. Emily like, from the future travels in time to this fictional <laughs> world just shoulder check yeah. one of them for dancing on the sidewalk. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Walk in here. <laughs> I'm honestly trying to get through Times Square. If you could get off the steps, that would be great. So, you know, highly implausible dance sequence, but I guess it looked cool. I hate I, the song. I do I, not. I don't be yeah, the that was that was actually a note I made, like in my notes. I really don't like that song. Yeah, uh, of uh, of the New York songs to sing. I just, I hate it. I did um, enjoy the Daniel Radcliffe on the How to Succeed poster in the background. Yes, I loved the time yeah. capsule that Central Park provided. Yeah, I, of I actually, yeah, I paused it and just like looked at all the things yeah. on the buildings. Mm-hmm. Traveled, you know, back yeah. to 20, what, 2011 in my mind. Yeah. 11, yeah. Yeah, I actually thought that was, that was, that was beautiful. Um... Although Rachel just standing there in the middle of the <laughs> Times Square looking up at the sky like someone is going to knock you down if you don't get out of the way. Um, I would have loved a scene of them all like on the plane together. Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> From, I don't know, just like the travel, but I get that that's probably boring for everybody else who doesn't like minutia. Um, well, I'm going to assume that they didn't fly no first class. Part of me thinks they took a bus. You know what, in, in like, Glee Land, maybe they did. Because New York is, what, like, three just, hours away from Lima. Isn't oh, that, like... That's how, that, that's how the country works. <laughs> I'm just saying, they, they don't have a good concept of distance in that show. No, they, they do not. Well, aside from the actual nationals, which I guess we'll just, we'll do in a mm-hmm. block. What other things occur in this episode? Um, do we want to start with the favorite or the least favorite? Are yes. they different? Amazingly. <laughs> um, I think we always have to kick it off with the shit. All right. I, for one thing, like, Will's whole Broadway storyline seems absolutely pointless. Mm. Um, yes. Because all it takes is, like, kids giving him a sad look before he's like, I changed my mind, not going to pursue my dreams on Broadway that have actually been offered to me. Yes, I have a starring role in yeah. a fully funded musical. Um, but damn, those kids. Yeah, so that, it it just seemed like such a non-story. Like, why why even introduce that? You didn't need that to make the episode interesting. No. And no. it didn't make like, the episode interesting. It really didn't. But damn, didn't you love to listen to a Maddie Fresh original? <sighs> I sure did. I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the trend here and say no, I didn't. Wow. Bold choice, bold words. Well let's say actually he doesn't have a horrible voice. No, he doesn't. The song still doesn't do anything. And for I think me, Matt... but... No, and, and I think Mav would suggest that maybe he is the best. She probably the would. We should make sure her opinion mm-hmm. still, you know, yes. remains present in these conversations, even if she's not physically with us. Um, 
Matthew Morrison was, in fact, the first cast member to perform one of his own songs huh. on the show, which I don't know that that's a good yeah. thing, considering it's not that kind of and show. And then by the end, Darren Chris is the only one allowed to, pretend, to perform original yes. songs. <laughs> in fact, they were just like, you yes. write them. So yeah. Because this is what happens. Because the songs during nationals are yeah. what happens. Um, but so, yeah, so the that just annoyed me. Um, also annoyed by the Quinn storyline. And I'm someone that likes Quinn, but like we said before, mm-hmm. like I'm not buying the rock bottom thing. And also, I mean, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if they had come full circle with Quinn's issues and been like, oh yeah, maybe I have some unaddressed trauma from the fact that I had a child when I was 16 and my parents weren't mm-hmm. supportive and we've never actually revisited my living situation since then. Is she not just still living with I Mercedes? guess she is. <laughs> but like, that would have been I'm... such a, like, I don't know, popular, yeah. popular girl kicked out of her house, has to give her baby up for adoption, trying to figure out her life. Mm-hmm so much more realistic a reason to say rock bottom than the boyfriend I didn't really want broke up with me. Yes. Quinn should have been a deeply interesting and tragic character. And instead she's like, she's like a dry erase board or an etch a sketch where you just like throw something on it for an episode and then you shake it off. And that is definitely something I'm blaming Ryan Murphy for. Yes, Absolutely. Because even, so remember in the previous episode, she says she has this like grand plan, this dastardly scheme for yeah. New York. And it turns out that she's just gonna make Rachel sad? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Okay. That's, I mean, maybe that is the, the planning skill of a 17-year-old. But it's a bad um, But like it certainly ended one episode on a cliffhanger. Yeah, the, it, of, it wasn't she kind of blow the show and yeah like you know if she had in the middle of nationals in the middle of her performance like stepped out and ruined the show that might have been interesting that would have been yeah if she actually ruined it for everyone because she was so mad and took her revenge by fucking it up for everybody then okay sure that is a big scheme that you hatched there but instead, she just cuts her hair and pouts about Yeah, Quinn. so that, it disappointed me as someone who really wants to like Quinn. But I'm going to be honest, from, like, this point on, I, they just don't do anything with her. They like, she, yeah. and of course, she has the, a few storylines, but they're, they're Etch-A-Sketch storylines. Like, they're, oh, well, we want yeah. to do this theme. Let's just ignore everything else she's been through and do this anyway. Yeah, because, again, like you said, having... A baby in high school and getting kicked out of your house isn't yeah yeah you gotta throw everything else at her and just let it kind of wash away the next day um the the line with santana did make me laugh though i think i know how to make you feel better i'm flattered santana but i'm really not that into oh that was yeah (laughs) yeah, that's i don't think that was planned but if it was yeah beautiful and if it was planned, like, yeah, writing. I guess I'm not eager to give them that much credit, but, but if it was, then yeah, it made me laugh. I mean, they, maybe they've got one good line every six One episodes. good writer who just constantly fights to get a line in. Yeah. So in the other sad white people 
uh, yeah. the blob. You have Rachel and Finn on like a, they're not together together, but whatever. And they're on like a weird date. Then she weird up with date with a posse of their classmates following them around singing at them. Yes. I, I like to believe that this is one of those instances where they were trying to be musical theater. <laughs> And that they're not really there. That would be better. Like they're 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 yeah. the audience, not just four teenage boys singing on the street, following another teenage couple around the West Village. Like, I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you in hoping because as I watched it, I was just like, this is weird. <laughs> it's it is. a weird choice. I you know the whole storyline you know being who I am, I am always down for, uh, especially a female character, to say I choose my career over mm -hmm. a relationship. In this instance, like, they're 17, yeah. and neither of those things are as important as she's making them out to be. And, and I get that it's a show for teenagers, and teenagers have all of these, well, I guess most, I didn't, but have, like, all these emotions bottled up and everything feels so much so big all the time but to have someone have like a 17 year old stand there and say my dreams are too big for you and I don't have to choose between a career and love because Broadway is my love it's like oh you're just so young it's also like it's no, also kind of cruel to choose it is, it is yeah yeah like, you, he already broke up with Quinn because of you. And you knew that, and you didn't tell him then, but you're still going to make out with him on stage. And they're also just assuming that he has no, like, hopes and dreams of his own like that. <laughs> like, I do. Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. possible reason Finn could... I mean, obviously the writers wrote it that because they knew they were going to, like have been not want to go to new york but still as i watched i was like wow you were assuming a lot about his lack of potential yeah <laughs> it was a she didn't even offer him like the blue night yeah she come on Rachel. like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna be here like well maybe maybe he, i don't I mean he would never know but you know <laughs> way to like crush his dreams without even thinking about it yeah, well, it's not like Rachel Berry's known for thinking about True. other people. Which, sometimes, you gotta think about yourself and nobody else. Totally get it. Totally fine. She just needs uh, to be consistent like, with it. You know, yes, be consistent with it. And, like, maybe don't say that directly yeah. to his face. I, I don't know. I mean, you do you, man. Like, whatever, but... I mean, casual cruelty oh, may actually God. be the most realistic teenager thing that they write into the show, though. Mm hmm that's teenagers true, that are mean true. and kind of scary teenagers are the worst except for you our loyal listeners absolutely if any of you are teenagers i have no idea i mean if you You'll if you it. are a teenager and you're listening to us you're already exhibiting that you have great taste and uh are above everyone else yes yes um and also it does get better yes nothing that happens to you right now aside from like tragedy is that important like prom's not important it's okay and once you leave, you never have to see those people again. Exactly. 
like you'll you'll be fine don't worry so the second date of the episode is rachel and kurt yes and i on their fully like it i was gonna say you loved i actually did um i mean i i liked kurt casually mentioning that he talks to blaine about moving to new york because that all turns out so well I feel like this episode was them showing what they said they were doing with Kurt and Rachel all along. I mean, and when I watched it, I was just like, this is the lost potential. Like, I would have so much enjoyed a show that focused on Kurt and Rachel trying to follow their dreams more than Mm -hmm. whatever the shit show it turned into actually was. Yeah, well, for a very long time, there was a there was rumors of a Kurt Rachel mm-hmm. spinoff. When you, at least when I guess you and I are rewatching this, suddenly I think, oh, all right. yeah, I, I see. can see that. Yeah, I see the potential. Like I fucking hated the idea at the time. I was like, please do not give me these two <laughs> trash bags. Uh, I mean, they're wonderful Kurt stands. Don't I think I would have watched a spinoff if it involved. Blaine like is theoretically would Blaine have been graduating at the same time in the spinoff or theoretically Blaine would have already been graduated and already living in there New York you go as a barista <laughs> at the what is it the something island spectacular oh yeah King King's Island King Island King's Island spectacular uh callbacks yes. uh quick aside they did call back that Sam is homeless so oh yeah nice. it's like they remembered a thing they did they remembered congratulations uh, for the brief yeah High five. you get a gold star so kurt and uh rachel have breakfast mm-hmm. at tiffany's which i mean you can do that people so there <laughs> there's a bus stop <laughs> right outside the old uh, tiffany's because i think they might have moved or exp- i think maybe they expanded last i forget anyway there's a a bus stop the um 57 right outside of tiffany's and i would take it and you'd just be waiting at the bus stop watching people take selfies in front of the tiffany sign doing the like lean against the wall kind of a thing and and i wish i were not so jaded that i could think oh that's so cute they're having such a good time but i always just think like do you have a dog pee on that wall like (laughs) don't lean against walls in new york city that seems dangerous in general yeah it is like don't if you're gonna lean like just a shoulder maybe if you can wash the coat like i but i'm just a jaded old hag so you know but it was cute when they did it because lighting yeah they break into the gershwin i'm sure that's very realistic uh yeah, good luck breaking in, but they did film at yeah. the Gershwin. So, I guess props to them for being able to get in and uh, work that out with the with the theater owners. I don't know if they got, I don't know if they had to surely had to pay for that. So, do theaters often allow filming in there? Not really. Well, because there's yeah. shows in there. <laughs> like, That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I mean, like, I can't imagine a lot of time yeah. when a theater is not like fairly active. Yeah, that's, I mean, the biggest cost of the theater is the the property. Mm-hmm. So having an empty theater for the theater owners is the worst. 
and they will do anything to prevent a theater from being empty. Like there's a gap of time between when a show loads out and the next show mm-hmm. loads in, but but you already know that that new show is coming in. You already know that you have rent yeah. coming because theater shows have to pay rent to the theater to use the space. And sometimes that's negotiable, but like it's hefty. Um, so I don't know what they had to do to be able to film at the Gershwin, but I'm sure they had a ton of don't touch mm-hmm. this, <laughs> don't go here. I think you can't amplify in the city limits because of noise ordinances. So I wonder if the crew had to be there, if like the Gershwin crew had to be there, their union. I have to talk to someone else, but anyway, not that interesting. Um, so, you know, they got to go on stage and sing for good? Yes, for good. That's the song. Um, I liked it. It's a good song. Yeah, I mean, I actually felt like, I don't know, this is just my bias against original songs, but that's what they should have done at Nationals. Yes. I, yeah, there were, yes, (laughs) they should have. Um, I honestly also thought that, I actually don't even know what the name of the song is that Maddie Fresh sings by mm-hmm. himself, but I was like, that's a better song than the one. Yeah, that I would did. agree with that. <laughs> like, I didn't even love that song, but it was better than the ones that they did. For it really was, and that's what happens when you write your fucking songs yes. the day before you perform them. But it's Glee. And I guess we might as well get into this because mm-hmm. there's no tip around it. The the sheer concept. I mean, this is a show that you um, defies logic for the most part, and you just have to like close your eyes and listen sometimes mm. to get through it. But the idea that these fuckers would willingly wait until they got to New York for nationals, like the goal of goals, to write the music, which means they haven't do you have costumes to match they haven't done any choreography they haven't done any blocking they haven't done any rehearsing and like who what like the concept is so unbelievable that it becomes angering and impossible to just go with and i was looking a bunch of the reviews of this episode talk about that where there's a lot you can forgive in Mm -hmm. but this (laughs) Was like, yeah, no. It also just like undermines the whole. We really care about this. Like we care about this so much. We literally didn't prepare anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We care so much. We did the least amount of work. And then we're somehow surprised when we didn't win. And like I know yes, the whole thing alert. with like sunshine and vocal adrenaline is supposed to be that like they're cool but i really like in the back of my mind was like that's how they win though like 
I, I know. Yeah. I mean, Obviously, the show is exaggerating it, and I'm not condoning like any yeah. vocal instructors abusing their students, but like, Mostly. that's that's how you that's how you win. <laughs> like, that is that is how a competitive yeah. team operates. Yeah. Yeah, and I I did at least appreciate Sunshine calling Rachel and the Glee Club out for not being inclusive. Yes. And her speech about, like, you talk about being a place for misfits, and you tried to have me yeah. built because I was a mission. So at least somebody in-universe went, hold up, you guys suck. Like, hey, Rachel, do they learn that was this? fucked up. Huh. Yeah, Rachel, that was fucked up. I mean, and so is Dustin, Dustin Goolby in the way he yeah. treats them, but... Uh, that's a little more indie. It's more realistic for like a competition yeah. setting. Yeah. That they rehearse every day and work really hard and it sucks. Yeah. But then they win. Like, actually, we don't even know who no, won. I don't Ashley's think we do. Student. We know that they were re- like Vocal Adrenaline was like returning champions. Yeah. Because the Glee Club doesn't even yeah. place. Which, you know, it's what they deserve. It is what they deserve. Yeah, that was exactly what they deserved. Yes. Not to mention yes, not the impromptu kissing on stage. Ugh, Jesus. I still need to know show choir rules. Like, is it okay for the majority of a song to be performed by only two members? I feel like of that should not be allowed. That doesn't. That's seem not really a club. That's just like a solo or a duet with yeah. some backing yeah that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right i need someone to explain this how this works because like did you lose because you didn't follow the rules because it doesn't seem like you're following the rules so we'll we'll have our like glee club guest on yeah yeah uh, a mini episode gonna... very soon we're gonna, we need to make yeah. that happen because I need someone to explain this shit to me before I lose my mind. Uh, so I guess while we're here, though, that one group singing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, you know, whatever. <laughs> Don't care. It would have been, I guess, nice to see some of the other groups but we don't have the time for that. Like I, I, I would have liked to have seen their competition because sometimes the other clubs are niche and funny. Yeah, like the, there's, the I can't remember people which choir. season it is, but there's like one season where the other clubs at the competition are like my favorite part about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. The old people. Yeah, the, yeah, the, I, old, people. Yeah, the old people club. I like them. Hmm. The, the deaf choir, yeah. they're fun. So, but instead we got a, a girl group doing, yeah, uh, we got Vocal Adrenaline also doing an original song because that's not a real song. That's and also a, not really a club performance. No, it's a sunshine. And like, I get it. She, uh, he is, well, in universe, she is phenomenal. Yeah. So like, yes, you're going to highlight sunshine. Um, but doesn't really seem like a team player 
Nope. And especially if vocal adrenaline really practices that much, like you'd think they'd have the whole crop of strong vocalists. And then we have the nude direction. Yes. Doing two shitty songs. Like, apologies to people who like these original songs, but like. I personally enjoyed My Cup more than I did. I, yes. <laughs> I mean, My Cup had a fun sound to it. My Cup, My Cup, saying what's up to My Cup, My Cup. More of a friend than a silly pup, My Cup. You know what it is, saying what's up to My Cup. I'm saying what's up to My Cup. Saying what's up to my cup. It did. It did. It was up it, and yeah. peppy and like I'm laughing, but I'm not actually joking. I really did like my cup better. Yeah, it's nice. So I guess bonus points to whoever wrote yeah. my cup. And if you're the same people who wrote Light Up the World, um I guess we need to talk. Uh, it is, of course, better than my headband. That's true. And I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Because, uh, you know. Uh, and then we have the kiss on stage. Which, like, didn't we just wrap up this storyline? Where she picked between Broadway and Finn... Three seconds later. Yep. They they wrapped it up and then they unwrapped it. It's like, you know, you wrap up a Christmas present and then your dog gets into it and just rips it all apart all over again. Leaves it in tatters. Dog is Brad Falchuk. The dog. The dog is Brad. Brad's the dog. So, the overall impression of this. Oh, what are we doing? We missed the plane. I was going to. There. I was like, that's the end. I actually forgot that. The episode doesn't end with nationals. We have Coda. Oh yes. Um, um, I mean, the claim scene was nice. It was only one scene, but you know, it was. But it's been so heavily gift that I felt like it. Was yeah, amazing. I definitely actually forgot it was in this episode. Um, yeah. But as soon as like, as soon as it like panned in on the lima bean, I was like, oh, oh yeah, I know that outfit. Yes, <laughs> I know this outfit. I know every inch of what is yes. about to happen here. I know all the minute facial expressions. I know the pauses. I know the typeface on the gifts yes. of like the poetry that's not connected to the scene, but really gets the emotion of the scene. And yet I still enjoy, I, I mean, I had more pure enjoyment from that scene than any of the rest of the episode, which is the power of yes. I too just sat there with my chin in my hand happily staring yeah i mean that's pretty much the mood <laughs> At the this, is, this is when we prove we're not entirely grumpy old women sometimes we are sentimental nostalgic old women old women. yeah yes <laughs> yeah it's uh it tends to come down to is blaine staring fondly at kurt then i am staring fondly yes. at blaine staring fondly yeah at kurt. that's our so I guess that's achilles heel really is and you think they would have exploited it more than they did and they didn't at all which is the thing we should probably talk about yeah is like what 
what and why and why was there not more i feel like into season three is a good place to start really analyzing that i think so i mean i know what the answer is yeah homophobia yeah (laughs) and i know some people can be like it's not that it's the fandom being weird no wrong they film half these episodes before they even air also generally an enthusiastic engaged fan base is not the opposite of what a show wants we want these viewers to stop liking please like it less talk about it less share it less Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah we really we really want our social metrics to go down yeah with this if we could make that happen we just need you to be like calm apathetic maybe towards what we share yeah if you could really just like ignore it when it comes out that's that's what we're looking for in and the frustrating thing is there were actually fans of the show at the time that really did believe that i know it just like i don't know i i can't get into puritanical fan-based tendencies or i'll never stop yes yes we have we have many episodes yes. for that it just depends on how candid we want to be well we can be candid as we want on the mini episodes uh sign up for our patreon to That's hear true. our candid thoughts patreon.com something something our url <laughs> you should know these things by now but i don't uh no i think it's just patreon.com slash yes. on the rocks because i create the same url for fucking everything because i can't remember anything else uh cross-platform synergy right that's a thing yes sure those are words words. great somewhere mad is twitching Um, right now she doesn't know why (laughs) (laughs) she's having a small aneurysm like what are they saying (laughs) metrics uh engagement followers uh crm platforms click through rate i know things those are things and you know them i know things um yeah so yes overall impressions beyond blaine saying i love you and kurt saying love you too and then people getting mad that it wasn't different fuck you guys yeah thoughts overall overall on the episode it wasn't the worst episode um it wasn't the bestie it it has like the finale syndrome bigly has where i'm just like this is you built towards this all season and it's unsatisfying yes like what the build-up to it was more satisfying than the conclusion that's true i i don't know what would have been satisfying i don't either satisfying. Uh, i true. i think that if if they want some very, very belated constructive criticism. Yes, uh, I think they'll go back and edit. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> Ditching the... I literally can't think of anything but Maddie Fresh. <laughs> <Will Schuster. laughs> um, yeah. Ditching the storyline. Wrapping that up in the previous episode would have been good. And then yes. doing something different with Quinn would have been good. And like, I'm sort of accepting the fact that the blob is going to do what the blob does blob gonna blob there's no way around that but if the like b and c storylines had been a little bit better Mm -hmm. like i don't know it would have been cool to see what some of the other kids are doing like 
what were they doing in New York besides hopefully not following around Kurt and, I mean, uh, Rachel and Blaine? Blaine. Oh my God. Like this is, this is me trying to record at the end of the day and that can be edited out. Blaine, 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 Blaine. Yeah. Blaine wasn't in New York, but apparently in my mind he was. Okay, but, but Darren was, so. Yeah, it, Darren was. Yeah, in, in feeling, he was, th- well, he was there in spirit with the How to Succeed poster. That's true, yeah. It was a, a precursor to something. But no, I, I, I agree yeah. they had, it needed to be whittled down earlier. Because um, you're right, Blob's gonna Blob, there's nothing we can do about it. But, you know, at least they didn't have Sue in this episode. Like, I That's love true. Sue, but at least she wasn't there trying to do last-minute mayhem. Yeah. Um, they were very light on the whole competition aspect of it, like, as it far as what they showed. Yeah. Compared is... to, like, the regionals episodes usually being... Yeah, like, You see the judges, you see all that stuff. I wonder if that had to do with the logistics of actually filming in New York that they just ran out of time. Because in that um, Hollywood Reporter article, it talks about how quickly they had to get through things because of the constraints of filming in New York. Um, And uh, was it at the Gershwin or somewhere else? It was like 4.15 and they had to be out by 5. Oh, it was at the the Puck. Yeah. The, um, the restaurant or the bar mm-hmm. really but they had to be out because they'd start incurring fines and I guess that just doesn't leave you you're, you're so focused on getting those things done that it, you don't leave room in the episode for the actual you don't have rehearsal time you don't have time for the other performances which sucks because like sometimes yeah. that's what we want to watch in those are just some fun performances and and not four dudes walking down the string singing Bella Nota. Yeah, which um, I did make a note. Bella Nota should have been an arty solo. It should have, yes. We'll ask Kevin about that. Yeah. What do you, what do you, how do you feel about this? We need some we need some arty rights up in here. <laughs> arty rights. Uh, I feel like even Kevin would be like, mm, do we? we go do we really um there was something else in this was another episode that had a bunch of like press beforehand that hinted at things happening that then didn't happen like carol was in the pre-episode press and some of the like Mm -hmm. and then her scenes were cut there was something with Will and Emma that there was going to be like a some hot action that was supposed to be there. I'm okay with that getting cut. Um, and in the uh, um, the Hollywood Reporter article, it talked about. So it says um, the episode ends with a climactic competition and a death victim as yet unknown wait a death yeah yeah so the very first paragraph of the new yorker the the new yorker why do i keep saying that 
the Hollywood Reporter article is doing like um, you know, it's this big production, life changing tour of the city, and then it says the episode ends with a climactic competition and a death victim as yet unknown, and it's like That's was weird. this supposed to really gonna put Sue's sister in this episode? <laughs> like what? How? Yeah. Was 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 that, was that was that Ryan Murphy's like tactic <laughs> to make them all behave? Maybe someone's like, gonna be, die. You don't know who yet. That would be really funny. Like, there's gonna be a death in this episode. I wonder who's gonna show up to work on time. Yeah. <laughs> and who's not? Yeah. Uh, I do. I guess we have covered the episode. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like going back and reading some of these articles because mm -hmm. it is what were at the time kind of innocuous details that later become so interesting to me and we talked about this pre-record but this is the article where um leah michelle outs ryan murphy as being vindictive and including things that he knows you don't like and um she says uh, she says you have to be careful what you tell ryan or you'll end up doing it on the show don't tell him you don't like eggs because the next thing you know, you'll be getting hit with one. Such and there's a dick. Such a dick thing to include. And I'm sure Murphy would have had some sort of say in this article before it went yeah. He was like, oh, fine, you can say that about me. And even at the time, I don't remember what our reaction to this was or if there was one, but you think, wait, Glee is not a documentary? Like that's yeah. that's where that comes from. When people say Glee is not a documentary, it's from shit like this, where they actively say and reveal that he does things out of spite and does them, he takes things from their real life and puts them into the show. And that is fucked up and fascinating to me. I mean, Diana clearly should never have said, man, I really don't want shitty storylines and character assassination basically like what did diana say yeah I, she that what, may be what? forever my number one mystery of glee like why uh, did he hate her so much like we kind of we kind of figure out why he doesn't like chris yeah there's that that info came out during one of the comic cons which i think we'll have to get to and find again mm -hmm. but that was stuff about oh fuck me what was the context i'm gonna have to look it up um of chris talking about i oh was it the spinoff or i don't know if i'll be back for the next season or some shit that was going on and there was a lot of like wait it was something very passive aggressive yes and like we get it you guys don't like each other cool but what did diana do <laughs> what did she say if anyone knows what diana said let us know. So yeah, so like these kind of backward looks at the climate around and the conversation around Glee are just so interesting to me. Do we have song comments other than My Cup being the best? I mean, that's pretty much all I had. My Cup is the best. Yeah. Um, I mean, I liked For Good too. I, I will say I probably wouldn't have liked for good nearly as much as I did if it had been an episode with better songs. 
Right, but since the bar is so low, it raises. Yeah. It lifts everything around it. So I, I will say I enjoyed that one. Um, mm -hmm. Secondary to my cup. Uh, yeah, that was my favorite song in the episode. Okay, I can agree with that. I really don't care about the rest of them. Yeah. They just weren't good. It just, yeah. No. They really weren't. Um, and there was some, like, background music, but that doesn't really... You know, like Rhapsody and Blue played in the background, but like who cares? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, maybe the song coordinator here. You guys work really hard. <laughs> Go you. Um, so do we have a Kevin McHale scale? Are we at that point? Do we have any additional thoughts? I don't. I think I've expressed all of my thoughts. Um, okay. I mean, Artie really had nothing to do besides a bit of singing in Bella Note. Part of that seems to have been hindered by the wheelchair use. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, I did make a note that it extremely stressed me out watching the wheelchair on the fountain. Uh, yes. <laughs> I know. No, I was excited. Originally, I wasn't actually on the fountain. I was by the side of it, and I asked if we could do it, and Ryan's like, yeah, it's in the script. That wheelchair. I don't know. <laughs> God, that wheelchair. And it's very slippery and slick up there, but I didn't fall. I'm still here. There were times that I was a bit nervous, but I think the chair being on the fountain is hysterical. I don't know how we would explain that the chair got up there, but it's glee. That was just like, just, I don't know, even though obviously I know he, it doesn't go badly still. That was distracting me the entire time. He doesn't roll in, but like, he could have. He could have. <laughs> Uh, it would have been a different episode. Yeah. Maybe that was the shocking death. Rolled into the fountain and died. They were just waiting to see if Kevin could actually pull it off yet or not. Too tragic. Um, so I don't know. What is that? A, a one? Uh, yeah. I'll say one. For, for Bella, Bella Note and showing up to work. Yeah. Getting a free trip to New York. Uh, the claim depths. Now I mean, we get, it's, we got a scene. Yeah. It was a really yeah, I love good you. scene though. It was a very good scene. I mean, I feel like they get at least a five just for the first I love you's. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to say seven altogether. Mm -hmm. Five for the I love you's and then an extra two points for Kurt already talking about moving to New York with Blaine. Okay, agreed. Agreed. One of these days we're going to have like a flat-out argument over the claim decks, and I'm just so curious about what's going to happen. Like a knockdown drag yeah. over the appropriate rating. Great. Um, any favorite lines? Um... I mean, I, I liked uh, the I'm flattered Santana, but I'm really not into that. <laughs> also, Santana's entire rant. Yes. Um, just the, the Lima Heights adjacent. I don't know. Naya just is. She sells that, she, yeah. She sells it really well. She does. Um, I like was it i think rachel saying i feel like eloise and oh yeah it's Kurt, like, Kurt says, i feel like eloise and then oh, Brittany says i have pills for that yeah 
feelings for that. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I, it's such a non sequitur. Yeah. But it, I love it so much. That's Brittany humor done well. See, you yes. can do it without talking about her being like date raped. Yes. This is, this is how. This, this is how we do it. Um, would have been a better national song. Yes. Anyway. Well, I guess that's, that's that for mm-hmm. season two of Glee. Um, you know, we've had some highs and lows, some long gaps in between. Season three is just around the corner, which yep. who else is just around the corner? I mean, none of us can guess. Junior Blaine. Yeah. <laughs> That's Seems what you're excited be, about, yep. Seems to be demoted Junior yeah. Blaine. I just, I, we'll talk, we'll talk when we get there. Oh, yeah. And about his pants. Uh, oh, great. This has been New York. Um, everyone should think about visiting it sometime, but like, don't actually do it. Just, just think, Google Google images of New York, and then you basically visit it. Yeah, Google images of New York and like stick your face in a trash can, <laughs> and you've been there. And then just pay like a lot of money for the experience. I'm not I'm not salty. It's fine. Um, all right. Well, this has been uh, a delight, I guess. Sure. Sure. Why not? Sometimes we feel delight. <laughs> Occasionally. Um, Sometimes it's a morbid sense of delight, but it's still delight. Still there. So thank you all for listening. Um, Would you like to do the honors? And that's what you missed on Glee.